What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Something About Sports podcast. It's your host once again, Leon Edwards, back with another episode. This is going to be a quick Kansas basketball game day. The Jayhawks travel to number 13, Iowa State today. Wanted to give a little chat on the game um, and some of the things that I think may happen. Uh, So this team, I haven't talked to you guys since I believe the last time we talked. This team was on a two-game losing streak. But let me confirm that real quick. A lot has happened with the Chiefs and a lot of stuff since the last time we talked KU basketball. So let me make sure I know the last time we talked. Yeah. So they were they were going up against TCU. So that was uh, before they suffered their second of three straight losses. And I think a lot of fans, that really jarred everybody. I get, well, let me back up. Let me back up real quick. I do not have notes. I don't have anything like that. I know the last time you guys heard from me, I was kicking myself a little bit for not making notes. I forgot about a couple of things. I don't have notes for this. I want this to be quick, and I just want to kind of talk about how I'm feeling about the team. We can get into some some more deep stuff later on down the road. We got a couple of weeks before things really get into the thick of it anyway. But um, so no notes here. I'll have that for the Chiefs stuff coming up this week. Anyways, this team, though. So this team lost three games in a row. It's just something that's not normal. Not We're not used to seeing under Bill Self. Um, I don't really even remember. I can't remember the last time the team even lost three games in a row. So it's not something that's regular territory, but at the same time, you're not always playing in a league like you're playing. And I've stressed this so much over the last few weeks about how good the Big 12 Conference is. This Big 12 Conference is crazy good. You're going to have tough games. You're going to have tough matchups. And Sometimes it results in a three-game losing streak. And I think that that said much more about the quality of opponent um, than it did about the ceiling for Kansas or what what type of team Kansas was. And, of course, three game a three-game losing streak, it forces you to evaluate. It forces you to look in the mirror and see some of the things that you need to improve upon. And you started to see some of that stuff. But this team's going to go as a few players make it go. Um, I think that the biggest thing that there is to talk about with this team is that you kind of know what you're going to get from certain places. And then there's a couple of variables that are going to determine whether this team has a high ceiling or whether they're, they're going to be in the thick of it, having to muck up games defensively, or they're going to get blown out of the gym by a team that can just run up and down and score more points than they can. The one thing you know about this team, well, there's a couple of things you know about this team. One thing that you know about this team for sure, and I think that we can go ahead and confirm this, is that Jalen Wilson is going to produce for you on most nights. Jalen Wilson is going to get you 17 to 22 points on a great night. He's going to get you more than that. He's going to get you 7 to 10 rebounds just about every night. He's going to be your floor general. He's going to be your leader. He's going to be the guy you can run offense through. You pretty much know you're going to have that. Everything else on this team kind of ebbs and flows as the games go. You're going to get something from Grady Dick. Not always are you going to get the scoring production. Sometimes it's just going to be a few deflections. Sometimes it's going to be the rebounds. Um, Sometimes it's going to be the three-point shot. But the one thing that you know you're going to get from Grady Dick is the gravity. He brings a lot of gravity to the basketball court because he has to have somebody paying attention to him at all times. It doesn't matter if he's missed the last 15 threes. Somebody's got to be glued to him. Or that next one may go in and it may he may make 15 in them. So Grady Dick's going to bring that gravity to the floor. He's always going to be out there. It's all, the, the biggest thing for him is going to be about finding other ways to contribute when the shot's not falling, putting the ball on the floor and getting to the basket. We saw him trying to do that a little bit over the last couple of games. I want to see that become more consistent. And that's something that I even talked about a couple of weeks ago. It's just him figuring out ways to impact the game 
figuring out how to be a college basketball player and not necessarily just the shooter that the team is looking for or even just a scorer, but being a full all-around college basketball player, using his physical gifts, using uh, his basketball IQ to impact the game in a lot of different ways. We started to see him try to do that, and I think he's going to have to continue to grow in that for this team to hit its ceiling. So those two things you know you're going to have. Jalen Wilson and Grady Dick are both going to play big minutes. They're both going to have a similar role just about every game. Nothing else about this team you can say with 100% certainty going into any other game. And I think that's why you're going to see some of those fluctuations. That's why you can see this team look look one way against Kansas State and then look an entirely different way a couple of weeks later. It's the same reason why this team can score 90 points and 69 points in two separate games and look like two totally different teams because you really don't have too many constants. When this team was looking like world beaters, when it looked like they were one of the the three best teams in the country, they were rolling through people. K.J. Adams was having the stretch of his life as a basketball player and as a scorer. K.J. Adams was putting in double digits in seven, eight games in a row, just dominating the paint. And that short roll, um, that that short pick and roll that that him and Dewan Harris run so often. So when you have that going, that adds an element to your team. That's one element that's not always there, but if it is there, that gives you something that you can continue to rely on and create things for other people. Dewan Harris as a shooter and as a scorer getting downhill. That's another thing that if you get that, you get those 17 points like you just got against Kansas State, that's where this team has that ceiling to score 90. That's where this team has that ceiling to score with anybody in the country when you're getting him making a couple of threes a game, shooting open ones, even if they're pull-up threes. Guys are sagging off of him off the dribble, and he's pulling up off the dribble. Those are the things that you want to see. It doesn't even matter if he makes them every game. Every game's not going to be perfect, but you need him at least giving that effort because some of those games, you may not have KJ. You may not have the guy we're going to talk about next, Kevin McCullough, but you may have Dewan Harris going. He may be able to give you three or four three-point baskets or 12 or 13 points that you need in that game. So Dewan Harris is another one of those factors that, that it may come and go game by game, but it's one of those things that you're watching if he gets it, this team can hit his ceiling. And then Kevin McCullough, the other, the, the, the fifth starter for this team. Kevin McCullough's an X factor for this team as well. It's almost like he may be the one that makes the team go up and down the most. I think that we've seen we've seen both ways. We've seen him go through a shooting slump where he was scoring zero points and two points and not making any baskets. And the team just looked like it couldn't really score. They couldn't keep up with anybody. They couldn't get any consistent offense going. Then we start to see him score 16 and 13 or have 13 and 11. And then he starts to get these double doubles and get involved and start doing, starts doing the small things to get himself going offensively. And you start to see this team scoring more points, putting up more consistent offense. And you see how he fits within that. He gets more open shots when he's playing better because the ball can move around better. So those three starters are always going to be variables in, in each individual game. But the one thing that you know is that you're going to get some variation of those things. It's just about will it be enough against that certain opponent on that certain day to win the game? That's the biggest question about this team. And then you ask that same question about the bench. We saw a stretch of this season where you were getting absolutely nothing from the bench, and that coincided with you losing some of those games you were losing. Guys looked tired. You weren't really getting any production from your starters. And then when your bench isn't really doing anything either, that's a recipe for getting blown out. And we saw it happen a couple of times. We saw the Jayhawks look overwhelmed. And that's that's part of the reason why. 
you kind of start start to see it get back on track a little bit against Kentucky. You're seeing Joe Gessifu and Bobby Pettiford and Ernest Uday and Zach Clements. These guys are starting to play some minutes, starting to find a role for themselves. I think they all can play some kind of role. Now, come tournament time, not all of those guys are going to be playing, but I feel like at least three guys off the bench are going to play some sort of minutes down the stretch of this season. And whether that's I'm pretty sure Bobby Pettiford or Joe Yesifu, one of those two guys is automatically going to be in it. And very likely both of those guys play just about every game the rest of the way, barring health. Zach Clements, Ernest Uday, Zuby Ejiofor, between those three guys, I think you see one of them emerge. It's looked like Ernest Uday over the last couple of weeks is starting to find his footing a little bit. Um, as a rebounder, as a scorer, even as a shot blocker here and there. I believe he had a few blocks against K-State the other day. So um, that guy's starting to find his rhythm. I believe it becomes Ernest Uday down the stretch of this season. He's probably the one that's getting those backup big minutes or when we see K.J. Adams get in foul trouble, things like that, we're probably going to start seeing Ernest Uday come in, who has the highest ceiling and is going to be able to be a physical presence for this team. He just brings something a little bit different than the rest of those guys do. And then the wild card coming off the bench, I think has got to be MJ Rice. I, I know a lot of people are waiting to see this guy. He came in as somebody who was supposed to be a scorer, an elite athlete, whose, whose skills were supposed to translate fairly quickly. We haven't really seen it. And, and some of it has been luck. Some of it has been health. Um, he's another guy that I've talked about on here. He's had some um, struggles with his health. He's had some injury issues. Um, he's been sick. So he's gone through some stuff. And then there's also the growing the growing pains of being a freshman playing for Bill Self. It's just not as easy as a few of these guys have made it look over the years. So we expect him at some point to hopefully make his presence felt. But out of those guys, you're probably looking at two or three of them that are going to be consistent factors down the stretch the rest of the way. That's probably, if I had to guess, you're probably looking at Ernest Uday and Bobby Pettiford. I think that Bill Self likes Bobby Pettiford more. I think he trusts him in big situations a little bit more and trusts him to handle the basketball and get the offense going. Joe's a little bit more of a scorer. Joe Yesifu likes to go out there, get himself going first, and then get his teammates going. But he's an elite athlete. He's instant offense, and um, he can get up and down the floor. So he gives you an element that Bobby Pettiford doesn't. I do see an avenue where you can get both of those guys. Joe Yesifu could be your your instant O off the bench that people think MJ Rice may turn into. And that could be what happens. It could be Joe Yesifu and Bobby Pettiford that kind of assume those roles off the bench. It'll just be interesting to see how these guys continue to develop and how Bill Self deploys them um, down the stretch of this year with the guys that you know are going to be playing the biggest minutes, how those guys fit in around them. So um, that's the biggest thing with this team right now is just – Still kind of trying to find their foot and still trying to figure out who's who. You know, you, you got your your two guys that you know what their roles are. You know what they're going to be every game. And then around that is who's who every night. Who's who's here? Who's scoring? Who's locked in? Who's able to make these plays? Um, who's able to make a few baskets here and there? That's the biggest thing. You're going to have the defense. you got one of the best, if not the best, defensive backcourts in the country in, in Kevin McCullough and Dewan Harris. You're going to have the defense. Um, you're going to have the the score, you're going to have your main score. You're going to have your top guy. It's just about filling in and helping out. And so it's going to be um, – that's going to be the question pretty much for the rest of the way. Who can fill in and help out Jalen Wilson? Um, who can help get this team over the hump offensively, get a few baskets going in, um, and, and kind of carry this thing through? But everything else is going to fall into place. I mean, you got the pieces there to make a run. 
Um, as far as national championship sale, and I think a lot of that stuff is going to have to come together all at once for a lot of games in a row for that to happen. But this team can win the conference. They are two games behind Texas um, with, with t- still having to play Texas twice, which gives you an opportunity. It's those small things. It seems like Kansas is always in that position to control their own destiny in the Big 12. And now it's just about going out and winning basketball games. And um, that starts today. That starts with Iowa State against this very, very good basketball team, top 15 team in the country. They came in and gave you all you could handle at Allen Fieldhouse. It came down to a last-second heave. Um, I didn't talk about that game going into it, but I did send out a tweet like it felt like Gabe Kalsher or Caleb Grill was ready to have a five-plus three-pointer day. And I think Gabe Kalsher got pretty close. I think Gabe Kalsher hit four of them. And um, he's the one who's actually not that big of a three-point shooter, but it seems like against Kansas, he loves to knock those things down. This is a team that just is well-coached. They know their roles. They play them well. And they're going to they're gonna try to out-tough you. They're going to try to muck the game up. And you're going to go into a hostile environment in Hilton where Kansas has had struggles um, year after year. Uh, there was a time where you were on a crazy losing streak there and took some crazy heroics from Elijah Johnson. And um, I think Nadir Tharp had a crazy game out there once as well. Um, this is a tough place to play. It's always tough for Kansas. This Kansas team has some experience going there. You've got some guys who have had to go and, and have some big moments, but you've also got some younger guys who haven't been there before. And this team, that, that Iowa State team over there, is also very, very experienced, um, and they're not going to be rattled. These guys all season have been counted out. They've been looked at as the underdogs all year. I, I've been one of those people. They started off as one of the top teams in the Big 12, and the whole time I was just waiting for the other shoe to drop. They're going to lose three and four. They're going to lose a few in a row, and they're going to drop down the standings, but they've continued to stay steady. They've continued to play tough. They've continued to win big basketball games. And this is just a legitimate basketball team, and they're they're in a tough place to go play. So um, Kansas is going to need to be ready. I talked about Gabe Kalsher and Caleb Grill, those two guys. Um, you can't let one of those guys get uncorked. Those are going to be the guys that make this thing go for Iowa State. You don't want to let either one of those guys get going um, from the three-point line that kind of help this thing go. But then you also have, you know, Jaron Holmes and, and – um, and Osuni, Osuni, um, you have you have other guys that can make impacts on this game that Kansas is going to have to look out for, especially in Ames. You go to Ames, and there's a little bit of magic there. You hear it. There's the Hilton magic. Everybody has their own little saying. And in Ames, Iowa, it's the Hilton magic, and it's it's strong there, especially when the Jayhawks come to town. So um, these guys are going to be ready to play. They're already ready to play. They play with a chip on their shoulder. They're a really, really good basketball team. Um, that's that's really the one thing to take away from them. You watch them play a few times. They play together. They play in sync. Nobody's trying to do too much. They play good defense. They run good offense. And they're going to make it tough on you every night. Night in and night out, they're going to make it tough on anybody that plays. You add in that raucous crowd when you're going to Ames and going to Hilton Coliseum, and you got a recipe for a tough game. But the Jayhawks, I think, are – are on the other side of probably their toughest stretch of the season. They're going to put together some wins here. That's going to include some tough ones, just like they had to put together some tough losses to learn from those and get to this point. They're going to put together some tough wins. You're going to see a balanced attack. You're going to see Jalen Wilson scoring his 17 to 22. Hopefully we can get Grady Dick in double digits. He's been so up and down these last couple of weeks. It'd be really, really nice and really helpful to get him to make a few threes, get him over the double digit hump. 
and then see who else can kind of come along for the ride. It feels like at some point you're going to get an offensive explosion from one of these guys off the bench. If I had to pinpoint um, a guess of who it was going to be, I would guess either Joe Yesifu or Zach Clements. Those are the two guys that can shoot the basketball. They can make jumpers. You get a few threes out of one of them, and you're looking at a 13, 14-point game. And um, at some point, that thing is coming. At some point, it's coming. And at some point, this team's going to have a three-point onslaught as well. But somebody's going to have an explosion off the bench. I don't know necessarily if it's today, especially in that environment. But I'm looking forward. And I believe last year, if I'm not mistaken, Joe Yesifu actually helped out a lot in Iowa State. Uh, in Ames last year. If if I'm not mistaken, that was in Ames. It was a road game that Joe Yesifu ended up having to score double digits in. So maybe he has an encore performance again in Hilton Coliseum again this year. But somebody off the bench has to score some points, set a tone. I believe it's going to be Joe Yesifu. Um, I think that's who it's going to be for the rest of the year as far as the scoring is concerned. Bobby Pettifer is going to set the tone for the guard play. I think Joe Yesifu is going to set the tone for the scoring. Um and then you just need everybody else to play their role. You get, you know, your regular production from KJ Adams. You need to get DeWan Harris assist the turnover ratio back balanced out a little bit. He hasn't been getting as many assists recently. He's been turning the ball over a little bit more. I want to see that balance out just a little bit more, get him moving the basketball. It probably helped if some guys around him can make some shots. So maybe uh, we see Jalen Wilson, Kevin McCullough, and Grady Dick knocking down some uh, DeWan Harris passes for three today. But I think Kansas wins it. I don't think it's a blowout or anything like that. That's a tough place to go play. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if it comes down to the wire like the last game, um, just like it, the, the game in Allen Fieldhouse. We're probably looking at a three, four-point game. Kansas wins in a tough one. It's about that time where they lock down in the Big 12, start winning some tough games, start really getting serious about locking up this title. You're in shouting distance right now. These are the type of games that you have to win. And if they're going to lock this thing up, they got to start today. And I think it comes. Your tough stretch is behind you. I think you get some some tough wins here going forward. Um, and this is just going to be another one of those to kind of keep building that momentum towards some big games down the stretch to, to go capture this Big 12 title. So I appreciate you guys for listening. I put out a Chiefs written, uh, written piece yesterday. Go check that out if you guys are Chiefs fans. Um, I'll be coming with some more Chiefs stuff next week, Super Bowl coverage. Um, some KU basketball stuff. At some point next week, I'll talk about it. I'll talk about NBA All-Star. Um, there's some baseball stuff to talk about that that we'll get to here over the next couple of weeks as well. But I appreciate you guys for listening. Um, I love that you guys are checking out the game day stuff. Seems like it's going well. And, and I'll have some notes. We'll have some real stuff to talk about next week. I have some questions and, and some more fun stuff to talk about. But I just wanted to chat about KU basketball a little bit and um, talk about them getting back on track. So let's enjoy this game. Rock talk today. And until next time.